Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now, here's Linda with this week's message. Hello, His Way. Oh, are you tired? Okay. (laughs) Those of you in the front are like, no. Those of you in the back are like, yeah. I want to invite you to come up front tonight if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but it's really good up here. Yeah. It's, yeah, get your, seriously, because we have a spread here of food. We do. Well, I want to say to you, Happy New Year, because tonight at sunset began the Jewish, Jewish New Year. Of It is your... 5776. I'm wondering about next year when it's 5777. But the new year for the Hebrew calendar began tonight. Actually, right now it's 5 a.m. in Jerusalem. So they are already almost at daybreak. They're in Jerusalem, and the new year has begun, and the Day of Atonement. Now, the other good news is that they have just begun the year of Jubilee. Wow. It's, it's a really, really big deal. Vicki Hansen, are you in here? Vicki, Vicki, you are so on fire about this. Come and tell what it means. Am I putting you on the spot? You can do it. Okay, tell it. Tell what it means. Um, Jubilee, seven years of blessings over God's people, debt will be released, health will become, wisdom will rain down upon his people. I read that today and I was so excited. It's like, yes, wisdom. You're not leaving yet. Oh, yeah. You need to hear it again. Did you hear what is proclaimed over you? Do it again. And everybody claim it. Everybody claim it. Because God has this for his people. Seven years of blessings over his people. He's raining down provision, debt released. We claim it, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For wisdom, wisdom to know his will, to walk in his way. We claim it, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And health, health restored bodies. Restoration, restoration. We claim it, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Well, we know in Scripture that we have to receive when a prophetic word is given. And so I'd encourage you, if you are standing there, or, or yeah, we're all standing If you're standing there and you're thinking, well, that's for someone else, or I wish that was true, I want to encourage you to renounce unbelief, come into the fullness of blessing, because we have been grafted into the Jews. We've been grafted into that lineage. We are part of the blessing over the Hebrew people. And so I'm receiving that blessing. I'm expectant for the next seven years. This is a day of new beginnings in several arenas. We'll be hearing more later. It is also the last day of summer. 
Yeah, fall begins tomorrow. So tonight is significant. As some of you think that I always have something to say and I always know what to say, it seems like that. But I don't. I ask the Holy Spirit. And as I was standing there, even during the first song, I was saying, Lord, what should I say? And I heard the Lord immediately speak to me and say, tell the women, thank you for being here. Wow. (laughs) So from the Lord, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for making it. Thank you for pushing through, even if you had surgery yesterday. Thank you for pushing through. Thank you for being here. And now may you be blessed and receive that blessing that has already been proclaimed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, yeah. Well, last week we started on the book of Acts. And you had an outline with blanks on it, and we didn't fill in a single one last week. You will find, those of you who are new to his way, you will find that I will be super excited about an outline that the Lord has me put together for you. And then if if I go to his way and we don't get time to do it, then I'm just done with it, and I move on to something else the next week. But there are a couple of things that I want to go over with you on Acts chapter 1. On that outline, Jordan, I see you with your testimony. Let me look at my watch. Oh, can you do it fast? You want to? Do you want to do it tonight? Okay, welcome, Jordan. She's coming with a testimony of healing. So the Lord bless you as you share. Three years ago, I had a falling out with a very dear friend of mine that I met when I was nine years old. We ended up marrying cousins, and our children are now second cousins. And there was this, it was just a huge blow up, and we broke up. (laughs) And I've never had a romantic breakup, but I could only imagine that it feels that way. It was gut-wrenching, and I felt a huge sense of betrayal, um, and... About a month after that happened, I um, couldn't eat meat anymore. And I would would eat it, and then I'm telling you, about six hours later, it would come back up, and it looked like I had just eaten it. And I would get really bad bloating. So I was pretty much vegetarian for almost three years. And then um, the service that Pastor Linda gave about, at the end, she was talking about grudges and... And she was like, you might not even think that you have a grudge. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I have any grudges. And then the Lord immediately brought their names, she and her husband, to my mind. And that pain was back. And I knew that I needed to forgive them. So I said out loud, I forgive this cousin. I forgive this cousin. And then I went up for prayer, and I actually got prayer for something else. But um, Nancy laid her hand on my upper stomach exactly where I have the pain. And I knew in that moment... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's where your little spirit is. Yeah. Your spirit gets wounded. Okay. Okay. So then, yeah. So then I, um, 
And I knew in that moment, even though Nancy didn't know and Terry didn't know, I knew in that moment that Jesus was healing me of that grudge and that I was unable to digest it. Well, um, that afternoon we decided to go to In-N-Out and I almost ordered a grilled cheese because I haven't been able to eat meat. And I was like, no, I'm going to get a (laughs) double-double cheeseburger. So I got it. And right after I ordered it, I got really excited, like so excited. Couldn't even talk to Andrew. And, um, and God, and as I was telling Andrew the testimony, God just told me that I'm going to read it because, um, okay. Um, he told me that because I had let go of the grudge against M and A, I was now able to digest spiritual meat that he has for me and that I no longer have to live on milk. Oh, and I've been eating meat since, and it has been glorious. And um, every single time the the enemy has been bringing it up to me, re- like reminding me of that incident, that incident will just flash in my mind of us having this falling apart. I stop myself, and I say it out loud, no, I forgive them, I bless them, and I let them go. Yeah. Awesome. Somebody help her to her seat. (laughs) Wow. Excellent, Jordan. Excellent. Praise God. Well, it makes you want to deal with any grudges, doesn't it? And just forgive people. I recommend it. (laughs) Isn't it interesting that Jordan didn't even know that she had that grudge until she asked Holy Spirit? (laughs) The deal is, we don't know hardly anything. We really need God. We really, really, really need God. We need the benefits of him knowing everything and fixing stuff, reaching into the past and healing us forward. Oh, we need the benefits. You know what, Jordan? We lost a whole bunch of women who are right now trying to think of grudges so they can get free. Wow. May the Lord may speak to you in the night. May, may you hear his voice. I was telling the team, now I'm, I'm getting off. Here I go. Here I go down the rabbit trail. I was telling the Hisway leaders, the prayer team and all those who gathered here before Hisway, as we got ready and prepared for the coming of many women in our community to his way. And I was, I was expressing to the women, Holy Spirit, do you just want me to get on with the message? I feel so checked. I'm illustrating to you right now how God speaks. He is the God who speaks, and we can hear him if we listen. And so right now, I'm just not supposed to do that whole story that's going to take time from the message. Oh, it's hard to close your mouth. And then, yeah. (laughs) And then do the right thing. All right. So we are on the 40-day challenge, your outline from last week. And... I just want to go over a couple things with you. Man, that threw me off. Huh. 
Well, I have had so many tests. I know. Holy Spirit, he is um, not predictable. He is, um, he's right. He's always right. Everything he does is right. He's trustworthy. And he can do what he wants because this is his way. So I've had many testimonies since last Tuesday night of women who have been practicing the B-O-W, the bow. Many of you have been bowing in prayer before the Lord, and you have been saying to the Lord, Be, I believe. You have been saying, Oh, I will obey. And you have been saying, W, I worship you, Almighty God. You've been bowing before the Lord, and I've already had many reports of the change that it has brought. You know, so often in life, it's the simple things that we do that make a big difference. I will say throughout the day to the Lord, just right there in the quietness of my own heart, I'll say to the Lord, Lord, I abide in your love. Keep me in your love. And somehow that helps me. It focuses me. And I remain in his love. When I'm afraid, perfect love casts out all fear. And so I tell the Lord, I remain in your love. I abide in your love. Keep me in your love. I stay in your love. When I am really struggling, like what Pastor Tamara was talking about earlier, as big things, little things come in and disturb our peace, I will go and take the Lord's Supper. I'll get out the elements, the bread, the broken body of our Lord, and the grape juice the, that represents his, bro- his shed blood. Because the Lord is so pleased when we proclaim once again what, what his son did. So I want to find out those things that please God. And I found out that bowing pleases him. Yeah, it pleases him as we tell him we believe, we obey, we worship. So this right here, this simple thing, bow, is life-changing. Yeah, it's good. Some of you, I got one amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay, I've given you the answers, but there's one thing that I especially want to hit tonight, and that's number three. Because we are talking this semester about the prayer scope, how we are learning to have a scope that is actually prayer that sees farther and deeper than we could see with our physical eyes or with a human telescope. Now, I want to read to you something from Job, uh, just a verse from Job that has huge meaning. And I want to explain it to you, and I want you to get it because it really is relevant to you, and it really will help you. So here it is. Job had a... Prayeroscope, number three, Job had a prayeroscope centuries ago that was more powerful than any 20th century telescope. Now, this is how we know it. There's a verse right below that that I have given you, right below number three. If you look at that with me, it says, 
can you bind the cluster of Pleiades or loose the belt of Orion? This is a verse from Job. Now, some of you may not know that Job is the most ancient book of Scripture. It is possibly 4,000 years old, the book of Job. And so Job wrote this, this little sentence about the stars long before the human telescope was invented. Job wrote, he said, can you bind the cluster, the star cluster that comes around, by the way, every 40 years, the Pleiades, can you bind those seven stars together? He says, can you bring the cluster, the star cluster that you can see in the night sky called Orion? Can you bind those? Here's the deal, women of God. And I want you to, man, I want us to get this. Here's the deal. Galileo had the first telescope that looked into space in the 1600s. That was 400 years ago, thousands of years after Job said what he did in the scripture. Now, this is what you need to know. In the night sky, there are only two constellations that are bound together by a gravitational pull. There are two constellations in the night sky, only two in our whole universe that are bound together with a band of a gravitational pull. Those two constellations are Pleiades and Orion. There is no way that Job could have known that except by his periscope. Sink in. <laughs> okay, we're done. Really, it's huge. It's huge. Job knew about these two constellations, the only ones that are bound together thousands of years before anybody could see them with a telescope. And he wrote about it. You have a periscope too. You can see things that there is absolutely no way you could know about. Those of you with wayward children, you can see what is going to happen in the future as God shows you in visions that your children will walk with God. Yeah, claim it. You can see things in the spirit, in prayer, because you have a prayer scope. You have enough to buy one. You buy it with time. You buy your periscope with time. You can't buy it with money. They don't sell them at the store. 
You can only buy your prayer scope that sees deeper and farther than you could ever see. You can only buy it with time. I know we're busy. I know. I'm busy too. We're all busy. Busy, busy, busy. (laughs) You know what I began to do when I first realized that I didn't have any time and I needed more time and I had to have more time with the Lord? I told him, just wake me up in the night. (laughs) Sure enough. Yeah. Yeah, those times in the night with God are wonderful. I recommend them. You'll wake up more charged up and rested than you would if you would have slept all night. Those times in the night with God. Okay, there you go. You're going to want to think about this, right? You're going to get all kinds of tidbits like this this fall. Hear it his way. Yay. Okay, if you want to take tonight's outline, tonight's outline at the top, it says via vox. Via vox. Anybody here speak Latin? If you spoke Latin, you would know what it means. It means the living voice. The living voice. What would you say? Oh, good. Oh, (laughs) before I begin on that, on the second outline for tonight, I've also given you a sheet, the shell of sheet, and at the top of it, it says speaking in tongues, because we are in chapter two of Acts. And by the way, Dion, Dion is meeting with all of you who are doing an incredible thing for us next week with the second chapter of Acts. If Dion called you or spoke with you, she's meeting with you right over there by the baptistry, right after his way, right? Okay, so there you go. So don't miss next week, and don't miss meeting with Dion. So we are in the second chapter of Acts, and the second chapter of Acts has a lot in it about people speaking in tongues. So I've given you a a yellow sheet so that you can read over that. Um, tongues are, have a tendency to be one of those topics in the Christian community that people consider controversial. I consider the gift of tongues wonderful. And so I recommend that you read that. The second chapter of Acts, which we are in, is a long chapter. It has 47 verses. And the second chapter of Acts is so important that even a singing group was named after it. The second chapter of Acts. How many of you heard their music before? The second chapter of Acts. Okay, a few of us. The second chapter of Acts is so important to the church, and it's so important to you personally. Okay, we're going to pray. We're going to put on our um, prayer scope. And then Pastor Tamara will come and read to us from Acts chapter 2. And then you're going to get rocked by the Lord. (laughs) Father, I ask that, Lord, that you'll just, you'll help each one of us to throw off any distractions. 
Lord, if there is tiredness, I ask, Father, that you would, you'll just bring an awakening. Lord, I ask that if there is any, um, Lord, the disturbances, anything that would cause us to not get the full weight of your word, Father, I ask that you will, you will do what needs to be done in each one of us individually, that your word will be customized to our hearts. Yes, Lord. Father, I ask that you will light us on fire, that you will, you will just, you'll do what you did then. You'll baptize with fire. Yes, Lord. Your Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. So be it. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, amen. Amen. All right, we are in Acts chapter 2. I am reading out of the New King James Version. You can listen or you can read along also. And I'm going to skip some verses because it's so long. And I tried to get my mom, Pastor Linda, to tell me exactly what she wanted read. And she said, the Holy Spirit will tell you. So... (laughs) So we'll just see what happens. All right, so you might just want to listen instead of read along, but that's up to you. All right, we're in Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 1. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And we're going to skip through. It tells you where all the places those men were from. Into chapter verse 12, it says, So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this be? So skipping ahead to verse 16, this is Peter. And he gets up and he's preaching. And he says, This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show them wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is Peter continuing. He says, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God you have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. And skipping ahead to verse 32, Peter continuing, this Jesus God has raised up of which we were all witnesses. 
Therefore, he was exalted to the right hand of God. We're going down to verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? So Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received this word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. So fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who were believed, who believed were together and had all things in common. And skipping to 46, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Can that happen here? What'd you get, Amanda? More Holy Spirit as she was reading. I believe that this can happen here. I believe this. I have been in that upper room in Jerusalem. Some of you have been there too. It was just a normal, ordinary room. There was nothing special or sacred about it. It was an ordinary room like this one. It was a place where people gathered believing and hoping, expecting, thinking that anything could happen, waiting, waiting on God, knowing that they had to have something more, knowing that Jesus was gone and that they had to have him back. Oh, those people were desperate. Have you ever been desperate for God? Have you ever wanted God more than air? Have you ever wanted him more than food? Have you ever wanted him more than anything? Oh, that desperation that they had in that upper room as they tarried and waited, as they said, I've got to have God. Unless I have God, I'm going to die. Oh, have you ever felt that desperate? Oh, I want that kind of desperation here. I want to see 3,000 people saved in one day. Oh, we want revival in this land. And it begins with us. It begins with that personal hunger. And it begins with going after God after his voice, being willing to listen, and once again, buying that periscope with time, with that precious, the most precious commodity that we have is time. Because time buys 
his presence, which is actually the most precious commodity. So, number one, long for it and desire glorious experiences with God often await obedient action. Pentecost, personal Pentecost, costs. C-O-S-T, costs. Personal Pentecost costs. Right below that, I've explained a little bit about what Pentecost is because that's when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came. 50 days, Penta, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 50 days later, Holy Spirit descended on the people with tongues of fire, with a mighty rushing wind. Do you want that here? You want that kind of wind? You want that kind of fire? Oh, I think there's enough of us here in agreement. I wonder what it would take for us to spend the next the next week in the upper room here at the church. We have an upper room, the prayer tower. And to stay up there night and day and not check our cell phones or our email and I often wonder, did they go to the bathroom? Did they eat? (laughs) Yeah, going after God with everything. Are there enough of us? Number two, trying to steer life without hearing from God is like steering a ship out of a little porthole. Tom and I have been on a lot of cruise ships, a lot of ships, and the captain sits up high where he has a panoramic view. If he were to steer that ship out of one of the little portholes on the side of the ship, that ship would run into something. Trying to steer your ship, your life, without hearing from God, it's like trying to steer a ship out of a porthole. It's dangerous. We've got to hear God right below that. And the reason why I entitled this lesson Via Vox is because, here it is, Martin Luther had a theory of the inspiration of a scripture that he called the Viva Vox, Latin for living voice. Luther taught that scripture was not originally meant to be written down, but spoken. As we hear the word of God, its work is accomplished in our hearts. He believed scripture should be heard more than read. The Bible was written down on paper only to accommodate our frailties of memory. I set my iPhone, I have the whole Bible on my iPhone, and I set the scripture on random because Holy Spirit so often orchestrates the scripture in certain segments, in, in order to speak to me personally. And so I'll get in my car, and the scripture will come on, and maybe it's Psalm 78, which this is a sequence that the Lord did for me a few days ago. One of my life verses is in Psalm 78. Psalm 78 came on randomly on, on my speaker in my car. And following 78... Another, Isaiah 55, came on. One of my very favorite passages of Scripture. They coincided. 
Right after that, one of my other life verse scriptures came on in a passage. Do you know that I almost had to pull over the side of the road? Because God was so rocking me. I was being so overwhelmed with God's spirit that I could hardly drive as I heard and listened to the scripture. Last week, we read for you Acts chapter 1, and we focused on a verse that said that for 40 days that Jesus appeared to his followers. And during those 40 days, it said that he spoke to them one thing. He spoke to them about the kingdom. So after his way, I think it was Friday night, Friday night, all night long, I kept hearing Holy Spirit all night long speaking to me about Jesus, speaking to them about the things of the kingdom. So the next day I went to the word and I said, Lord, what were you telling them? I want to know in your word what you were telling them. If you spoke to them for 40 days about the kingdom, what did you tell them? Then the Lord, as I was asking him, crying out to him, begging him, Lord, I want to know. I want to know what you told him. He encouraged me to go look at 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. Because John was one of the people he was speaking to. And go look at 1st and 2nd Peter. Find out what Jesus was telling those people for 40 days. So now I've been eating those scriptures, just eating them like my choice food. I just, I just can't wait to get, Tamara's got my Bible, can't wait to get that word, to eat it, to feast on it. I want to know. I want to know about the kingdom. I want to know about Jesus. I want to know about what he did. I want to know about who he is. In doing that, as I was studying the second chapter of Acts for you and trying to figure out many technical things for you. I wanted to know why Jesus rose, ascended to heaven in front of his followers from the Mount of Olives. Have you ever wondered, why did he choose there? Have you ever wondered, why didn't he immediately, right after He went, ascended to heaven. Why didn't he send out the Holy Spirit immediately? So that the people didn't have a gap. So I was asking him, why, Lord? Why didn't you just come immediately? And as I was asking him and crying out to him for these answers, of course he speaks, but he doesn't always tell us exactly what we're asking. Have you ever asked God a question and you've got to know it? It's just serious. I've got to know what to do, Lord. I don't know what to do. Should I move? Should I bite the dog? Should I? Whatever it is. Should I marry the guy? Whatever. You're asking him and, and you're before the Lord and you're crying out to him. And, and he says to you, I love you. You're like, fine, Lord, I'm glad you love me, but what is the answer? And then he does it again. I love you. 
Because he wants us to trust, doesn't he? He is always speaking, always. We just don't always want to listen to what he's saying. Was I in the middle of a story? I might have been. I want to play a video for you. We have like three minutes left, and I just want to encourage you about what you're looking at, what you're looking for, what you're hoping for. Pastor Tamara said during the worship, taking our thoughts captive, making our thoughts obey Jesus, dealing with unbelief, renouncing unbelief, getting rid of unbelief, abiding in his love, reminding ourselves, stay in his love, keep in his love. So I want to play a quick video for you. I think it's like three and a half minutes. Is it three and a half, Pastor Ben? Two and a half. Oh, good. I have half a minute left. Okay. Um, Number three, go right to your sheet. Number three, Jesus instructed his followers to wait. Waiting implies patience and listening. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, number four. If you wait for God, he will come through. He has to because he promised and he loves. God loves it when you hold him to his promises. He loves it. Number five, where Jesus left from was in itself a proclamation. And I want to tell you this quickly. The reason, look. Luke, the writer of Acts, told us that Jesus ascended from the Mount of Olives may have been because it was a place of signaling a new beginning. Let me give you two more, and then I'll go back to that one, then we'll see the video maybe. Number six, the Holy Spirit also came with a huge demonstration. And number seven, our divine responsibility is to respond. Now, keep your papers out for another minute, if you would, please. I just want to tell you this quickly. Tonight is the night of new beginnings. I explained to you that tonight is the new year for the Hebrew calendar. Tonight is a brand new beginning. It's a brand new beginning. Yesterday ended last night. Today is a brand new beginning. Now, this place where Jesus ascended from the Mount of Olives, you need to know something about it that is absolutely incredible. You see, back in those days, the ancient Jews, everything was determined by the new moon. The calendar was set lunar, lunarly. Hey, a new word. <laughs> the calendar was set by the lunar, the moon. And so three witnesses, every, every month at the end of the month, there had to be three witnesses who would tell that a new moon was rising. It had to be verified by three witnesses because everything was set according to the new moon. The new month did not begin until there was a new moon. Now, when the new moon appeared, and it was verified by three witnesses, and the Sanhedrin, the ruling segment of the Hebrews, the Sanhedrin, would agree, okay, the new month has started. What they would do is that they would light a bonfire 
And that bonfire would be seen by the next station over. Maybe you've seen the Lord of the Rings where they light the bonfires. I love that section. I should have shown that tonight. So they would light a bonfire to tell that the new month was verified. You see the feast days. All of the things that the Jews kept and continue to keep are so important and valuable. And so the calendar was, is very significant to them. So they would light a bonfire. And then over there, way over there, they would see the fire burning. They would light the next bonfire and so on. Continue to light bonfires across the nation so that everyone knew that the new month had been verified. The very first place, the very first bonfire was always on the Mount of Olives. It was a signal that everything was new. Boom. Boom. (laughs) So when Jesus ascended to heaven from the Mount of Olives, He was signaling that everything was new. It was the place of the signal fire. Yeah. Okay, it's time to go. We're skipping the video. You maybe next week, maybe don't miss a week. Seriously, eight thirty-three. Okay, prayer team, if you come, we want to honor our teachers. They've been with the kids, and um, the kids get restless around eight thirty. Okay, women of God, beloved, prayer team is up here. You've been given questions tonight, these questions on the back of your sheet. As you do that, you're going to, you're going to download um, power. <laughs> you're going to, your faith is going to increase. So I've also put, oh, I've, I have so many things. Okay, do the questions. Come for prayer. Buy your prayer scope with time. <laughs> and let's, let's just welcome the Holy Spirit to, to light a fire in us, to light a fire in me. Let's just invite him. Let's welcome him. Let's, let's be willing. The only thing that stops the work of God in our community is individuals. And so as we submit to God, as we as we say yes to God, as we say yes to the Holy Spirit, we are just we are one more in that in that great um, big old plan of God that goes forward, one more in that army that pushes back the darkness and ushers in the light. 
And so let's say yes to God and let's go after him with everything within us until we see this land bowing to Jesus and for Jesus to gain everything he died for. Yes, Lord. Now, Lord, bless your women. Father, create a hunger, stir up more of a hunger and thirst for you. Stir it up, oh God. Wake us up in the night. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that was reluctant. <laughs> yes, Lord. Okay, come get prayer. Come get healed. Fellowship with one another. Eat lots of good stuff. And I'll see you next week. I love you.